problem because people are thinking, right, I need to be doing this set range. I need to be doing that set range. I need to be training in this zone, that zone, or, or, you know, training for hypertrophy or training for this, that, and the other, and people end up losing the plot. Hello, I am Joel Ingram, and this is Crisis to Crushing It podcast. Let's dive into this week's talk, and I'll help to increase perspective, expand perception, and allow you to change your reality. Enjoy the show. So welcome back, Ben. This is uh, part two of five of the mini-series, and today we're going to be uh, touching on goal setting. Absolutely, absolutely. Should we get started? Let's get straight into it, man. Straight into it. So. I'm just. I'm going to start going off on 100 miles an hour. So if I'm going too quick, just let me know. Um, goal setting, goals. What is a goal? I think we'll start off with that. Um, I always find when people are like, "Oh, I've got a goal set. I've got something to do," that they just don't. They don't aim big enough. Um, they kind of just say, "Oh, well, my goal is to do 5k," or "My goal is to, I don't know, get to the gym to look good for the beach, or, or something like that." Um, I, I just you'll find that a majority of people just won't follow them. Um, majority of people just won't follow through on them because, well, ultimately they don't really challenge them. They're not, they're not being challenged, invigorated and scared almost of this, of this goal that's big enough to then actually force them to do something. I think that's the key thing with any form of goal. It needs to be, if your goal isn't sort of worrying you and thinking, oh, right, okay, well, how do we, how are we actually going to do this? Um, as opposed to thinking, yeah, that's achievable. Um, I just think it's just not getting to the right level. If you think, oh, it's achievable, then you've, you've lost the battle already because you know you can do it. So what's the point? So as I said, I've got three, way, three, three steps that I sort of break this down to. And the first one is... Arnold Schwarzenegger said it, he said, dream big, you know, ridiculously big. Um, Ross Edgley said it, you know, be, get, just, just take, take that goal and just make it ridiculously big, make it so huge. Swimming around Great Britain, becoming Mr. Olympia, um, you know, whatever it is, make it massive. Um, and that seems to be what I do with my weird and wonderful challenges. I make these things as big as I possibly can because then I've got something I've really got to like switch on and work for. And it, I find it personally more interesting to be able to then unpack how to actually do the whole project as a whole you know because you're like well how on earth am I going to achieve this it's almost like someone's never done it before um I've never done anything like it before so how do I make it achievable for me and it becomes like a method in the madness kind of um kind of exercise um and then the second is breaking it down so you know Anyone can go out and set a goal and then become disillusioned with the fact that they can't run a marathon. They get bored, they get intimidated, they get tired, they wake up, they're a little bit, you know, on the wrong side of the bed or whatever, and they don't do it, and they get bored, and they stop. To counter that, you've got to break it down into into two things. And the first one is a specific, and the second one is a practical sub-goal. And what that means, I think, is... Specific goals is, is exactly that. It's a goal that's specific to the goal that you're trying to achieve. So it's breaking, breaking down what that ultimately that thing is that you're trying to achieve, breaking it down to things that are going to help you get to that, um, to that end state. And that essentially turns into, um, a performance marker. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of just making sure you're on the right lines. And I don't use them very often. I'll use them maybe every training block or something in a, in a physical sense, use them every training block. 
so that at the end of them, I can be like, okay, I'm going to do something specific. So at the moment, I'm training to break a running world record. So every every at the end of any, every training block, sorry, I'm going to do something specific running in the mountains in the specific terrain that I'm trained to run in, doing a similar sort of thing to what I'm training to do. Because then I can use it as a performance marker. If I'm getting better, excellent, I'm on the right lines. If I feel like something's lagging somewhere, I'm getting a niggle or something, then I've got something else I can work on. And then the sort of second category is that sort of practical sub-goal. And that essentially is what am I going to do every day to kind of make that overall overarching goal happen? And you're taking practical steps. So am I weight training for running? Yes. How do I do that? I need to break it down. I need to be going unilateral. I need to be doing this, that, and the other. I need to make things practical little steps that I can use to monitor my performance as I go through to then make sure that I'm still getting along the same lines for that goal, if that makes sense. So it's practical, and you do those more often than specific. And for me, like I've just done now, is gone to the gym, I'm lifting heavy things and putting them back on the ground again, funnily enough, to get me good at running. So that's my practical goal because I need to get to a certain weight because that's what I want to try and achieve. Um, and then at the end of my training block, I put that into context by doing a specific goal. So I'm going to be running in some steep mountains somewhere for a very long time. Then I can tick that off as a performance gain, put it in my diary and think, okay, excellent. I've done this, that and the other, break it down into my, into my progress and see where I'm getting. And the final thing is plan, do and review. So plan, do, review, fantastic. You do the planning, i.e. what your overall overarching goal is. You do the doing, i.e. going through the steps of doing the practical and the specific, um, specific sub-goals, and then review. That's why I said training diaries. Training diaries is like a Bible. It's, it's gold dust because what you're doing is you're writing down everything. I'm going to go home in a minute after I've stuffed my face with pizza, and I'm going to write in my diary how I got on in with that, with that, um, uh, with that session. How did the weights go? Honestly, I didn't have a very good day. I'm not in the best of moods today either. So you need to put that in your diary and then you turn around and say, actually, right. Didn't lift the right weights or weights that I thought I had planned to do. Um, haven't really eaten the best today. I'm not drinking enough today. I've had a fairly stressful day and that's all kind of impacting. So they all need to go in your diary because then you're reviewing that. So instead of me turning around and going, oh, I'm pissed off, I'm, I'm just going to jack it in and not bother doing my session and whatever, I'm rather looking at that with a different light and going, okay, why do I feel this way? Okay, write down all the factors that have gone to making me feel this way. What have I done to try and rectify the situation? Then I'm going to go to sleep. And then I get up in the morning and it's tomorrow's another day. And you're kind of going through that plan, do, review, so that when I do it tomorrow... I can revisit that diary, write it down, and I'll be in a much better state or, you know, whatever. And, and so it goes on. But it's very important to be able to sort of turn around and look at these, like, progress markers so that you can keep yourself on the straight and narrow because the road to doing anything successful isn't a nice linear straight line. It's always squiggly. You know, you'll start off and it'll look direct, perfect dime line on a plan, and then it'll all go to shit and it'll all blow up in your face. So you've got to be able to adapt to that. And the best way to adapt to that is to keep yourself on the straight and narrow with practical sub-goals, monitor your performance with specific goals, and then be able to track every single day performance, mental, physical, cognitive, feeling, nutrition, everything, all through your training diary. 
and you're ultimately getting yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually along your line to be able to achieve that rather outlandish goal that you thought was relatively impossible and people would be crazy about. So that's kind of how I sort of break it down. How does that sound? That sounds really clear. I got one question that maybe I might get stuck on if I was to do such a thing. Go for it. And as I would get stuck in, in the planning phase. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. You can get stuck in uh, analysis paralysis. Yeah. And you just get stuck by planning. And ultimately, you want to be planning to the extent where you can just eventually start. You can plan, 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 plan. And honestly, I've been guilty of this so many times. And you, you plan it so you have the perfect training plan. You're doing it on the first of the month. It's a Monday. You've got everything laid out. You've got all your shoes laid out. You're ready to go. You know, you're perfect. Oh, wait, no, something's not quite perfect. I'll wait till next Monday. And you keep putting it off. And ultimately, as soon as you've come to terms with what your overall arching goal is, even if you haven't got the perfect training plan or the perfect study plan or the perfect whatever, just start doing something. If your goal is to go running 100 miles in um, six months, then great. Plan and be like, okay, yeah, I kind of guess I need to be going along that way. But ultimately, it doesn't matter what you're doing in 16 weeks' time. What matters right now is what you're doing with week one and week two and then week three. It takes three weeks to develop a habit. And then by the time you're there, then you can start worrying about what's happening in week 16 and kind of planning the rest of your training. Because ultimately, if you're starting anything, mental challenge, a physical challenge, a, a, an educational challenge or whatever, you're, you're going to have to put in that aerobic base, i.e. the going over the basics, nailing all of the basics that you know, basic movement, basic formulas, basic theories, basic everything. And that's going to take the entire time that it takes for you to actually develop that, to be able to develop that, that habit, if that makes sense. So ultimately, if you get stuck in planning, just put your pencil down, close your book, get outside or go upstairs or do whatever and do something that, that mimics what it is you're trying to do. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when you said about breaking it down to sub goals as well, you said you got your sub goals, which is like general, and then you got your specifics that you do at a later time. Yeah. So your subgroup, I think you just said it then, your subgroups are basically the habits, are they? Yeah, essentially, yeah. Your, 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 your sort of practical goals, it's exactly that. It's practically getting you from A to B. B might be a bloody long way away, but those practical little steps are, okay, for example, um, I need to run a really, really long way, so I'm not going to go for a swim. It's not practical. I might utilize swim later to develop something else to recover actively or whatever, but if I'm looking at that as a keystone session for my week and majority of my clients now will have keystone sessions for their week i.e at the moment so my girlfriend i'm training her actually for a, for a for a for a triathlon uh, she's doing olympic distance triathlon and she has keystone weight sessions at the moment and yeah we'll do a bit of biking a bit of running and a bit of swimming but at the moment her practical goals are to go in there and absolutely destroy the weight sessions because that's what we need to do now those are practical goals that are leading to the specific goal, which is at the end of the month, we're going to do a one rep max test and manage measure our strength. Her morale is going to go through the roof because she's going to be lifting like an absolute Trojan. And then we move on to the next session, you know, morale boost, physical boost. And now we can break it down into different practical goals to get to the next specific goal. 
and you just become it's like a little kind of step you're going up a small staircase no, no point looking at the top of the mountain you just do one step at a time isn't it i'm with you so something i've been playing with lately with regards to training is um because i've been reading different things and you, and you know how it goes you you can have like the analysis thing come in and then there's the planning yeah. thing where you never actually follow through and get it done mm-hmm. but what i'm thinking is if if most of the training programs i've seen online they tend to be over six to eight weeks yeah um and then i was thinking if i was to train for six weeks at a i don't know say say there's three different uh, reps they ranges you would lift at so you've yeah. got your, your, your four to four to six or three to fours, which are heavy, your yeah. six to eights, and then your 10 to 12s, and yeah. even your 12 to 15s. Yeah. Would you cycle through them? Like if, if so like the first six weeks might be um, high rep, which means that uh. you're going to increase your endurance, and then you go down to the 10 to 12s, which means you're going to get a little bit stronger. Or would you keep it very specific – for what you're doing because that that's a good question um i think a lot of people can get confused with all those numbers and different set reps ranges and all these sort of things you know you've got stuff for hypertrophy you've got stuff for muscular endurance you've got stuff for lactate threshold you've got stuff for um power and strength you've got stuff for your base strength you've got stuff for your competition strength you've got stuff for specific for flyer metrics there's stuff all over the place but ultimately you've got to understand what it is you're trying to do the problem with all of these training programs and bollocks that you have online is that it breaks it down into that over six weeks what you've just described to me there is an entire year's worth of training okay so you're doing your 12 to 15 reps fantastic do that in your base training period so you'll have like let's say for example okay I'm training for the Ironman World Champs, right? That is in October, in an October, not this October. Uh, it's in a couple of years. But that's an October, right? Let's say, as an Ironman athlete, I'm going to try, I'm going to start my training the previous October. Okay, be like, okay, right, I've got 12 months. This is how my year is going to look. Okay, so I'm going to go, all right, October, I've got bags of time. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to do October, November, December, I'm going to take three months and I'm going to do base aerobic training. And what that is, is I'm going to just do shit that interests me. If I like running, I'm going to go for a run. If I like cycling, I'm going to get cycling. I'm going to get my swimming arms and legs back. I'm going to understand how that movement goes. So I'm just doing three months of base aerobic training. I might do the odd gym sesh. I could do two or three sessions a week if I really like going to the gym, whatever. If it makes me feel like I'm doing stuff, great. In that rate, rep range, you're kind of doing six to eight reps. It's that kind of hypertrophy, working hard, not too heavy that you'll go to, you know, you, you, can, you can only do one rep, but not too light that you can bash out a million reps. It's that sort of sweet spot. After that, I'm then going to start going on to specific strength training. And for that, that's when I need to start just being like, I need to pump strength, I need to pump endurance. And to do that, I'm going to be doing 12 to 15 reps. But I'm going to be doing that for eight weeks, maybe 10 weeks, not a week or two weeks. No point. does nothing. If you're going to do a six to eight week training plan, stick to one rep range. Six to eight weeks, that's one training block. That's nothing. But if you do it over eight weeks, over 12 weeks, over two or three training blocks, then you're starting to see the gains. 
So to put that into context, my training at the moment, I'm in 12 to 15 rep range at the moment. And I've got, I've been doing that for four weeks and I've got three weeks left in my personal sort of um, training block ranges. That is then going to change to then drop down to three to five reps. So we started on six to eight reps, hypertrophy, building muscle, looking big, lifting heavy shit, feeling good at the end of it. And I'm mixing it up with a few other bits and pieces. Now we're going on to our specific strength. So here I'm up in the rep ranges, I'm blasting endurance, I'm blasting biomechanics, I'm starting to feel good, and I am hooped after, really, really tired. You go in there, you do battle for a very long time, and then you come out. You end up doing like an hour's gym session just for leg day, let's say. Um, then I'm going to drop it down, and I'm going to do three to five sets. The weight really increases here, the rep range drops, and the whole idea about this is pure strength. Strength is different to hypertrophy. Hypertrophy is size. Size is not strength. You look at um, the power-to-weight ratio of, let's say, Mo Farah versus Usain Bolt. The power-to-weight range is probably going to be quite similar. But Usain Bolt will be really, really good with really, really heavy weights. Mo Farah will be really, really good with heavy weights and a different movement. You'll have that strength is designed to then be able to, you know, when you're going for a run or going for a cycle and you start to get sore and you start your muscles start to burn, that sort of thing. Training strength is simply delaying that from happening. It's inevitable. It's always going to happen. But training strength is to is designed to push that further away. So when you get to that sort of bonk phase or whatever burnout phase or whatever, that's actually happened ages away. That's the whole idea. But you're doing that three to five reps for another training block, maybe two training blocks if you're doing it for a year. That's two months of that. And you're becoming superhuman in this phase, right? And this is putting you up now to enter your season. So I'm an Ironman triathlete. I'm going to go into my season. This is where I'm pretty strong. I'm doing specific work. I'm doing cycling. I'm doing swimming. I'm doing running. I'm doing specific training. And I'm only doing maybe one or two strength training sessions a week. Then I go into my season. That's where I go like training camps, that sort of thing. Uh, and you're doing kind of insanity training. Um, but here, the rep range drops. Here, because I've already got strength, what I need to do is get powerful. Strength is great, but strength usually happens slowly. A squat, you go down quite slowly. You come up quite slowly. Now we need to get powerful. That's the explosion off the line. It's the surge to pass opponents. It's the sprint up the hill. It's the ability to really like push yourself right to the end. It's the ability to push that soreness much further away. And here, I'm going as heavy as I can, but I'm doing one or two reps. I'm doing one or two reps for two, maybe three sets. And that's big, heavy squat. Slow down, explode up as hard as I can. I put the weights down. I walk around the gym. I might do some plyometric work, something like that, you know, box jumps or something like that. But again, this is another month of of power training. You want to get powerful, but it'll take a long time. This is what I think, this is what frustrates me about online training programs. That's an entire year's worth of training that somebody's going to try and cram into six weeks. I'm training Laura at the moment for her triathlon. We're doing base strength. We're doing um, base and specific strength. 
So the sort of base strength is just doing a few movements like shoulder um, shoulder movements and rows and things to kind of keep your up upright um, posture. But on the legs, we're doing 12 to 15 reps of squats, lunges, deadlifts to become superhuman powerful. After her next training block in a couple of weeks, we're going to drop that down to three to five sets, lift really, really heavy. That's going to be for a training block. And then we're going to finish off the last two or three weeks with just power. That's going to be exploding up and then box jumps, things like that. And that's going to last for two weeks. And even that is a very quick fire training plan, but that is still over 15 weeks. Okay. I think these downloadable training programs, they're just, they're just, most of them are written by absolute muppets. And that's the problem because people are thinking, right, I need to be doing this set range. I need to be doing that set range. I need to be training in this zone, that zone, or, or, you know, training for hypertrophy or training for this, that, and the other, and people end up losing the plot. Um, yeah. the, the idea there, they all, they are all completely fine. They're, they're perfect training methods, but there's absolutely no point whatsoever in rushing them all into an eight week block because all you're going to do is nothing because it takes time for your body to adapt to stuff. It, the body doesn't go right squat. Excellent. And in one session, I'm going to go from, 80 kilos to 180 kilos that takes ages ages and ages and ages and ages and ages there's a really famous thing that was said by uh i think eddie hall said it on his he had like a netflix documentary and he said oh great yeah if you want to if you want to train to get strong excellent go to the gym do compound lifts which is like a squat and a deadlift and a bench press and keep going and i'll see you in 10 years time it takes a long, long time. Yeah. And he, you know, he was the first man to lift half a deadlift, half a ton. Um, you know, a thousand pound deadlift. He was the first person to do it. And if he's saying shit like that, then there's probably something in it. Whereas some Joe Wicks fanatic on bloody virgin fit or whatever is just giving people some ridiculous training plans and making money from it, wasting people's time. Not to plug myself here. But that's why I give a free consultation before I even bother putting any form of training together for anyone. Because you want to just know what they know first. And if they're somebody who wants to do that, they need to educate them. If they don't like that, fine. You've tried to educate them, but you're not going to argue with somebody for the toss of getting paid. You're going to turn around and say, okay, fine. Maybe what I'm saying here is not for you. Go away. Try some of these online training programs. I guarantee you'll probably come back to me to have that chat again because it hasn't worked yeah. sounds a bit arrogant but at the end of the day that's how it is no i i think you're spot on i think yeah you're spot on right because i just realized as you was talking then most of the stuff that i tried to do like i i was going to try and fit those three different phases those three different set uh, rep ranges and sets in, into a six to eight week block what are you trying to train for joe um just general fitness just like you know shape let's 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 use you as a practical a practical example of the three steps to goal setting does that goal scare you does it worry you does it think fuck can i actually can i try and do that no <laughs> which, why which is why what you're saying resonates with me so much <laughs> Because that's so general, Joel. Come on, man. You got you're, you're so much more dedicated than that. Really, come on, delve into it. Why do I want to get fit? 
what do I want to get fit for? And how the fuck am I going to test that fitness? Did, I, when you started I'm a strapping this- bold fellow with a load of, with a load of, with a load of <laughs> air on my face. What the hell am, do you know what? I'm going to go and do the world's toughest mudder. Yes. It's in Sweden. It's an absolute twat of an obstacle course race. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to do it in 90 days. So case of three months. What's that? Six, 12, 12 weeks. Great. How the hell do I break that down? I go to somebody who knows what they're talking about and I have a chat with them. You know, if that's too intimidating, great, fine. That's fine. If it's too intimidating to go to somebody, then I wouldn't get lost in doing Google searches. If it's too intimidating to go and talk to somebody about the training because you think they're just going to rape you of money, then what I suggest is ask around and find somebody who you think you can trust, like me, for example, and then try and have a conversation with that person. You need to get the advice and the help. It's an investment in yourself. And if you don't want to do that, then see how you get on training on your own. But follow those principles. Start off. What's the overall movement? Okay, great. I'm going to go nail that. And then I'm going to start doing specific physical training. Not trying to do this generalistic bullshit that people try and put together with ridiculous rep ranges that don't work. Yeah, I think you're right. It's uh, Especially when you're trying to get... like. I've spoken to a lot of people lately that have said, oh, you've lost weight. And I'm like, what are you training for? And my answer has been, because I have no better one, I'm just training for, for life in in, in, yeah. in sense, you know? Which is, which is great, but that's what everyone is doing. Everyone is training for life. I'm training for life. Yeah. You're, you're going to be training your mind for life. It's like what David Goggins says. He's doing it about life, fitness, healthy body, healthy mind. He said it in his own crude manner that he is training and preparing himself that when he gets the phone call at 2 a.m. that his mother's died, that he can deal with it. And he finds that way through physical training. Correct. Brilliant answer. Somebody else is training. I'm training. I, I met Ross Edgley the other week. And I was saying to him, I was like, look, I'm trying to do this, blah, blah, blah. And he said, look, can you tell me what you're doing in one sentence? And I'm going to go, shit. Yeah? Yeah. And I turn around and said, oh, I'm trying to do... Uh, uh, and I was like, hang on, just give me a minute. And he saw some other people. And I came back and said, I'm training for the, um, to win the world champion Ironman in Kona in 2022. And he was like, yes, that's it. It scares the tits off you because you're thinking, Ironman, world champion. I've only done one Ironman in my entire life. Great. I've got a long way to go, but I've got three years to do it. And I know my own method to do it. Fantastic. That's the goal. And then even if it's miles away, like mine's three years away, it doesn't matter because then you break that down and I've just got more time to prepare myself for it. It's fine. It's great. But that's where your specific and your practical goals really come into play. So my specific goals are not just sort of tying myself up with how I get on on a hill race. My specific goals are leading up to world records because I need to get myself into that world champion, world record mindset. You're training your mind as well, but that's a conversation for a different day. So re-scrub that goal. Go back, you know, be a bit introspective. Why the fuck do I want to do it? I want to do it for somebody. Great. If you want to be fit for life, is it your life you want to be fit for? Or is it your mum's life you want to be fit for because she's struggling and, you know, you want to make her proud or whatever? You know, it doesn't have to be about you. It can be about you. That's nothing wrong with that. Mine's about me. Um, But re-scrub it fight make it specific write it down and be like i'm training for that because i'm a badass or i am training 
even if you're studying, you could be turning around and say, oh, I'm studying for a degree in sports science. Fantastic. That's amazing. Right. Get studying. Start reading the books, doing this that, and the other. But make it more specific. You, you made me realize when you started this conversation that, that I, I have no, I, I, I become acutely aware I have no big, big audacious goal. But you t- I, I, I think a lot of people are, co- uh, uh, are guilty of beating themselves up about that. Um, it's funny, actually. I don't think it's your mind. Um, I was talking to Laura about this earlier. Um, and I was like, you know, what do you want to do? Because she was like, oh, I'm a bit stuck in what I'm doing and this, that, and the other. And, I was, and she was like, well, I don't know what I want to do. And that's fine. But it's understanding that you don't know what you want to do. It's understanding that you don't really know what you want to train for. In which case, if you're saying, I want to train for something, but I don't know what, the fact that you've said, I want to train, great. Fuck off and train, and you'll find something. That's where I love going climbing. I love going running. I love going biking. I want to do Ironman. I want to do a mountain running world record. I want to go to the Channel Islands and break every world record there. I want to do this, because then I might fall in love with something and be like, do you know what? Ironman's brilliant. I want to be an Ironman professional athlete for the rest of my life. You know, anything has happened. But the thing is, you've got to do stuff. You can't find that goal in front of a notebook because your mind will just send you around in spirals. You've got to find that by going out and doing stuff. I, no, I, I hear you. And I'm going to go away. I mean, I, I've, I've dabbled with the Ironman. I've dabbled with adventure racing. I've, I've done powerlifting competitions. But yeah, good. It's, you know, like you say, it's... I need to explore this more yeah. and I will. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey man, this has been, um, this has been a good one. I mean, uh, this is only supposed to be a quick one. And we've just rocked out like 40 <laughs> minutes, like, you know, so. <laughs> no, it's good. No, I, I like these chats, man. We, uh, we set the world to rights. It's good. It, jazz, <laughs> it jazzes me up. I think as much as you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I'm good to go, mate. If you're good to go, I know you haven't had your pizza yet. Oh, it's pizza o'clock, man. So thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. My name is Joel Ingram, and I am a certified NLP coach. I help passionate, resourceful, and professional people who feel stuck and unfulfilled with aspects of life to rewrite their narrative and chronicle a new, engaging, and captivating future. Please subscribe if you found benefit. <laughs> okay, cool, man. Let's um, I'll touch base again soon and see when you're available next. Yeah. Yes. Um, I am good on the weekend. Whatever Monday, whatever doesn't matter. I've got an absolute beast of a drive on Monday, so I can do it while Laura's driving, and we can take the driving in turns or whatever. Um, if you're free on Monday, um, yeah, easy. Oh, but Wednesday, well, sorry, the weekend could be good. Weekend? All right, yeah. let's put something in. Drop me an email. Let's put something in a diary. Yeah. And then we'll have a bit more time so we can chat about your goals a bit more. Nah, no worries. Subject. <laughs> this is the biggest piece that's missing is the fact that people have got, they don't know or haven't got anybody reliable to turn to. That's, yeah. that's what's missing from, hmm. from the gyms. Well, welcome, welcome to pretty much the goal that I want to achieve with my entire life. I want to give a no bullshit account of doing what the hell I want to do so that people can turn to me like, okay, I want to do this. How do I do it? You know, you seem like a fairly honest guy. How, how do I do this? That's what I want to do because then you spend every single day of your life 
inspiring someone, encouraging somebody, lifting somebody up, pushing somebody forward, you know, motivating people and driving them to go and do their own shit because everybody loves doing stuff. But you know what? Sometimes people just need a hand and people just need that reliable person to speak to, not to throw a sail down their throat, but to, to sit there and be like, actually, you need to, I, I would suggest you do this. And then as soon as that person says, great, can you help me do that? That's when you come in and say, actually, yes, I can. Or no, I can't, but I know somebody who can. And through this weird and wonderful adventure that I've got planned for the rest of my life, I'll know all the people if I don't know the answers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I'll speak to you soon, man. Uh, all the best, Ben. All right, always a pleasure. Speak to you soon. You too. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Ta-da.